Hello, listeners. This is Adam Kamras, Legal Talk Network CEO. Before we play today's episode, it's with bittersweet sentiments that I extend my deepest thanks to my friend and our longtime host of the Paralegal Voice, Vicki Voison. Recently, Vicki came to us and announced that she'd be hanging up her microphone and headphones and retiring from the network. This is not the end of the show, because before she left, Vicki helped us pick her successor. You're going to learn about the new host in the episode, and before you do, I want to say a few words about working with Vicki. Vicki embodies everything of what we stand for at Legal Talk Network and more. She's a consummate educator. She is beyond generous with her time. She's gone out of her way to further the professionalism and education and mentor the future leaders. And over the years we've been working together, I've heard story after story from people who Vicki helped. Paralegals, legal assistants, paralegal managers and admins who shared what they learned from the show or something Vicki personally did to advance their career. Vicky is also the reason we were able to acquire Legal Talk Network back in 2013. We are eternally grateful. While the show must go on, we want to share our thanks again for everything Vicky has done. I've personally learned a lot, and it's an honor to call you a friend. Thank you, Vicky. And now on to the show. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistants by one of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voison. A paralegal for more than 20 years, Vicki is dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, the Paralegal Mentor and host of the Paralegal Voice. I'm a NALA Advanced Certified Paralegal. I publish a newsletter titled Paralegal Strategies, and I'm also the co-author of The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success. You'll find more information at paralegalmentor.com. Before we begin, let's recognize and thank the sponsors of the Paralegal Voice. NALA, a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at NALA.org. NALA is a force in the promotion and advancement of the paralegal profession and has been a sponsor of the Paralegal Voice since our very first show. Boston University offers an online certificate in paralegal studies. If you're seeking a professional credential or just want to further develop your skills, Boston University provides an affordable, high-quality, 14-week program. Visit paralegalonline.bu.edu for information. That's paralegalonline.bu.edu. And ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted, pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit ServeNow.com to learn more. This is a bittersweet day for the Paralegal Mentor. The Paralegal Voice debuted on July 7, 2009, with co-host Linda Venny and guest Charles Frokert, Executive Director of Robert Half Legal, 
discussing new hiring trends in the paralegal world. After eight years with the Paralegal Voice, I've made the decision to step down from my hosting duties. And as I said, it was a difficult decision because of all the tasks I've undertaken as the Paralegal Mentor, the Paralegal Voice has been my favorite. I've had so many interesting guests, I've made new friends, and also I've had the opportunity to work with the wonderful folks at Legal Talk Network. I have to tell you that they're the best. Now, when I made the announcement to my friends at Legal Talk Network back in March, they asked if I had a recommendation for a new host to take my place, and I did. This was a hand-picked choice. Fortunately, I asked, and he said yes, and I'm delighted to announce that Carl Morrison will continue my work with this show. Carl's with me today to transition into this new role. Since I've known Carl for a long time, I'm confident that he really is the best choice to carry on as host of the Paralegal Voice. So welcome, Carl. Thank you so much, Vicki. I have to say I am truly honored and humbled, and it is a bittersweet day, um, but it is an exciting day as well. Well, Carl, you're probably the most recognized paralegal in our industry, and I, I think almost everybody knows you, but just in case there's someone out there who doesn't, I'd like to uh, tell them about your credentials. First of all, you're a senior certified paralegal for the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, working in the areas of litigation, gaming, employment, and corporate law. He's been a paralegal for nearly 25 years and is the immediate past president of NALS, the Association for Legal Professionals, and he currently serves on the NALS Board of Directors. He's an active member of the State Bar of Nevada Paralegal Division, the Las Vegas Valley Paralegal Association, and NALS of Las Vegas. He holds three paralegal certifications through NALS, through NEFBA, and the American Alliance of Paralegals Incorporated, as well as his Professional Paralegal Specialty Certificate in Civil Litigation and e-discovery. In addition, Carl is broadcasting live from the NALA Convention in Orlando, Florida, where he's interviewing several paralegals in the industry. And Carl, I'd like to know, how's it going in, at the convention? Well, I will tell you, Vicki, it is absolutely exciting down here. We're in the midst of a session that just ended, so you may hear a little bit of background noise going on, but everybody's having a fantastic time. First and foremost, you are greatly missed down here. Everybody misses you, Vicki, so, uh, and I know people are sending their love and best wishes to you. I will say I'm having a blast personally. It's a little more uh, humid than I'm used to coming from the desert. I now consider myself a desert dweller. Uh, but meeting so many new people, networking, of course. I'm eating well, Vicki, in case you're concerned about my eating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know how conferences work, and it seems like I eat more at a conference than I do in a normal day back home. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Have you had chicken yet? I've had chicken. I've had beef. <laughs> I've had, you know, everything that I normally don't eat at home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm eating okay. here. But great education going on. And so for any listeners out there that have never been to a conference, you know, try to get to the next one. Uh, NALS is having theirs in Norfolk in October and NIFPA is having theirs in New Orleans and they're both this fall. So get to a conference. I highly recommend it. 
And I think Nala is going to St. Louis next year. Is that Correct. right? Correct. Uh, exactly right. Uh, Nala will be in St. Louis. So it'll be a little bit closer for me. It'll probably still be humid in St. Louis as well. So <laughs> I'll, I'll complain about the humidity then. <laughs> now, here's the secret. When paralegals go to a convention, they don't get outside the hotel <laughs> for four days. So anyway... Oh. Well, you're not supposed to. <laughs> Carl, I hope you'll tell everyone hello for me. I really miss being there, and I do intend to be in St. Louis next year. So Great. And now, Carl, I understand, since this is my last podcast with the Paralegal Voice, you have some questions for me, and, and this is going to be different because uh, I'm usually the one asking questions. Yeah, so I get to be in the driver's seat this time. So the shoe's on the other foot, right, Vicki? That is right. I'll have to see if I like this or not. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll try not to pepper you with too many questions. So we'll go with that. Okay. Okay. So first question. So how did you get started in the profession? Tell the listeners a little bit about how you got into it. Well, Carl, I'm a dinosaur in this <laughs> profession. And when I started working in law offices, there wasn't anything. There were no paralegals. Nobody even knew what that word was. I graduated from high school, and I felt like that my opportunities or in a career that I could actually enter would be either secretary, teacher, or nurse. And I knew I didn't want to be a teacher, and I knew I didn't want to be a nurse, so I chose secretary. I went off to business school, took an executive secretarial course. I never, ever looked back. That was uh, laid a really good foundation for my career, although I didn't know it at the time. Uh, I started working for attorneys while I was still in school, and that was um, the Abood Law Firm. They were great brothers who uh, really gave me a lot of good training. I married my husband, Don. When he finished school, we returned to our hometown, which was really a, a small town, but I continued working as a legal secretary. Eventually, we moved to Charlevoix, where we are now, have been for a long time. We call it Charlevoix the Beautiful, upstate Michigan, and uh, very much a resort area. I started working for Richard Pytosh. Uh, he was a really forward-thinking attorney, and he knew of the brand new career, which was paralegal. There wasn't any paralegal school that I could attend. In fact, there were hardly any then. So he decided that he would do some in-house training for me. And actually, it was really, um, he was really good. I learned so much and it just couldn't have been any better. Thank goodness he asked me to do that. Uh, we're in a small town. So I decided that well, I didn't decide it. It happened. I made my world large. And I always say that the only way to do that is to get out of your comfort zone. I uh, attended a meeting in Detroit, and that was like going from Charlevoix to Detroit would be like traveling to Mars for me. <laughs> um, anyway, I uh, joined Legal Assistance Association of Michigan, which is now defunct, but was a, one of NALA's first affiliates. So, and one of their largest affiliates oh, wow. at that time. Yeah. We had about 500 members. Oh, wow. And sometime we'll talk about why they don't have, they're not even in business anymore. Wow. Anyway, I took the CLA exam because I thought I needed that for credibility. Right. And I think really everybody does. It's just a good thing. Um, I joined NALA. I went to a convention. And at that point, I was really hooked. Eventually, I was appointed to the board. I took my advanced specialty exam. I then I think they dragged me 
kicking and screaming to be now a president because I was so sure <laughs> that I that it would be just too hard and I just couldn't do it. But I have to tell you, I loved my two years as president. It was just the best. I've also served, uh, well, I've served on many NALA board positions before I was president because they really do a great job of training their board members for the higher offices. Right. Um, yeah. And I've also been chair of the state bar section for paralegals. That's how I got started. I've had a lot of career highlights that I would have never expected. I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit, so I won't go over those okay. right now. Okay. <laughs> but I worked for four attorneys who became judges uh, and always oh, worked wow. on their campaigns. So it was just been really, really interesting. In fact, I was at an investiture just yesterday for the latest attorney that I worked for who became the first female probate judge oh, in wow. Charlevoix and County. So it's, it's been exciting. Uh, all of those experiences are really exciting. You have had a fantastic career, and I know that you have done a lot for the legal community and giving back, and truly, you are a paralegal mentor to many people across the country. So I say thank you for everything that you've done. Oh, Carl, uh, you're career. so sweet. Yeah, you're, thank you've you. You've done great. Okay, I've got another question. So how did, speaking of the paralegal mentor, how did the paralegal mentor and the paralegal voice come about? Did one really lead to the other? Is it like kind of a chicken and egg type of deal? <laughs> Sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Actually, one led to the other. They didn't happen at the same time, or they, there's really no question about how it happened. Because when I was through being now a president in 2000, so it's been quite a while, I felt that I had a lot more to offer. Uh, many past presidents right off into the sunset and do their work and really don't stay too involved with their association. But I wanted to, um, I just wanted to do more. I just felt like I had a lot of knowledge I wanted to share. I was still a working paralegal, but because I had taught classes for NALA in their NALA campus program, I knew I could do that on my own. The technology was available. So I decided that I was going to try to make a little spare money, and I was going to offer classes for paralegals, particularly in ethics. And Carl, you even joined me for one of those classes, which is I one did. of our yeah, one of our best attended. I had a blog. I did a weekly newsletter, and everything was just going great. This was a fairly new concept for someone to do this. But I was really enjoying myself. And then I realized that Legal Talk Network was out there. And they had a yearly program. Once a year, they devoted a program to paralegals. And they usually had a president from NALA and from the NFPA and just talked about, you know, the status of the paralegal profession. And I decided, I'm just sitting at my desk one day, and I thought, well, why would they have only one program devoted to paralegals? We should have, um, you know, a monthly program. So I pitched that to uh, Luann at Legal Talk Network, and I thought all she can do is tell me no, but she loved the idea, and so that's where the paralegal voice was born. I don't know, I think I even thought of the name, but it was uh, going to be a lot of fun. As I said, I started that in 2009. So if you have 12 shows a year for eight years, you have 96 shows. I asked North Carolina paralegal Linda Venny to be a co-host. 
And then later, I think it was 2012, Lynn stepped down as co-host, and I've done the show solo ever since. Uh, it's just been a great ride. I've totally enjoyed it. As I said, it's one of the favorite things that I do. Really hard to let go. But Carl, I know it's in good hands. So thank you. That thank makes you. it easier. I have big shoes to fill. So um... Oh, I don't have that big of feet. <laughs> Well, you've done a fantastic job on the show. I will say as a listener who have, you know, has listened to many of your podcasts, the guests that you've had, you've done fantastic. So thank you for everything you've done with the Paralegal Voice. Oh, I've had fabulous guests. You have. You have. So tell me, what's your favorite interview? Out of everybody that you've interviewed over the years, do you have a favorite? Do you have well, one I, or two? Yeah. or? <laughs> it's really hard to say because they were all my favorite, you know. Every interview, as I said, has been a favorite. Every guest was spectacular. I really should say Carl Morrison because oh, I think well. you've probably been on more than anyone else. Uh, I first interviewed you in May of 2011. I cannot believe it's I been know. six years since it you've been interviewing. Yeah. And I think you've probably been on at least once a year since then. So maybe <laughs> you've been my one guest that's uh, been a staple. I have interviewed other people more than once. Uh, Jenny Corselman's been on several times. Great educator in the paralegal field. I've had Deb Sofield, who is just a wonderful, inspirational speaker. Right. Uh, but my but the best known one probably was Aaron Brockovich, which was just a ton of fun. If nobody knows, Aaron was the California paralegal who exposed the. Uh, let's see, what did she? I I don't remember the name of the company. Uh, PEG PGE. PGE. That's right. Uh, anyway, she ultimately uh, was able to help the people uh, of Hinckley, California, and they were battling a lot of medical problems. But I will tell you that, first of all, she was a fabulous guest, and she is, you know, such a sincere person who, right. uh, you know, what you see is what you get. Right, and, exactly. Uh, she's, yeah, very, very interesting. But we've covered the whole spectrum of topics from working virtually, preserving evidence, ethics is one of my favorite, paralegal education, always certification because I'm really in favor of that, licensure, which I'm not in favor of, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, men working in the profession, um, the LGBT issue. We've worked with, you know, what attorneys wish paralegals knew and vice versa. Um, right. I interviewed Sue Ann Jafarian, who is, the title was Talking Murder and Mayhem. And she is a paralegal and also a fiction writer. She's in California and has done several books who uh, feature a paralegal named, uh, her name is Olivia Gray, I think. But anyway, that was a lot of fun. And, and uh, she's really been a success at that. Uh, we covered all areas of the law, as such as family law, litigation, IP, soft skills and how to acquire them. We talked about paralegal managers, you know, all facets of a paralegal career. You name it, and we talked about it on the show, because the show is not about me, and Carl, it's not going to be about you. Exactly right. Yeah, right. It's about paralegals and topics and trends that are important to the paralegal career. 
And before I we move on to the next question, I just want to say that all of those episodes are available at LegalTalkNetwork.com. Uh, everyone from year 2009, and even if they're older programs, they still have important information in them. Uh, so I encourage everyone to go there and, and to listen to those back podcasts. And you're exactly right. I mean, they're all still very relevant uh, shows. So definitely, uh, you want to, if you haven't listened to them before, go to ltn.com and actually download some of those interviews. Right. So which interview surprised you the most out of everybody you've interviewed? Well, let's see. <laughs> I, A tough one, I, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I learned something new with every show. And I was surprised about how much I learned doing the show because I would interview people, attorneys, paralegals, professionals, uh, you know, maybe who were placing paralegals, that kind of thing. And in doing my research and finding an appropriate guest, because you just, nobody knows everything, I think that I was surprised at how much I learned from each guest. It was just great. Well, I'll tell you that as a listener, I've learned so much because of the guests that you have brought on and uh, hope to do the same uh, on the future shows is to educate individuals, legal professionals out there about the paralegal career. You'll do it. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So here's a fun question. What is your favorite blooper out of all the shows? I have to tell you, Carl, and you're going to see this, the folks at Legal Talk Network do a fabulous job of covering up your bloopers. <laughs> so they didn't make it on air, but I was introducing an attorney one time, and for some reason, I couldn't stop laughing. And you know how you start and you just... Right. It was so unprofessional, and I apologized over and over again as I'm laughing. So that was... Uh, I, I couldn't believe I did that, but it turned out okay. The other thing is, is that, you know, you have a lot of tongue twisters. It's really nice that they help us along with that so that the world doesn't know that you're doing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the worst thing is I would forget to turn on the recording. That's why they ask us a million times now. Uh, it's, it's not a good thing. Uh, it's a real problem when you have to spend the weekend, uh, you know, sometime over the weekend doing a re-recording of your part. So, Carl, my advice to you is always turn on the recorder. Note to self, I'm going to write yes. this down, push the record button. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Your biggest challenge doing interviews yeah, the biggest one was pronouncing names because there were a lot of different names and until I actually talked to the person, because much of this is done by email, you know, scheduling right. and all of that. So I would have to, you know, I'd ask them how to pronounce their name right at the beginning of the show and then I had to do it right all the way through. That was a, a challenge. But, you know, again, the folks at Legal Talk Network make you a star, so. <laughs> well, good, because... Um I will have to do a lot, especially those last names or first names that even when you read it, trying to sound it out phonetically, you can't. And so it's like, no. hmm. <laughs> right, right. You have to ask the guest, now, how do you say your name? Say it to me three or four times. So, yeah, that will be a challenge for me as well, I can tell. As a paralegal, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen in your career over the years? I think the biggest thing is technology. 
Mm-hmm. Told yeah. you, I told you, I'm a, I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> oh, you're not that uh, old. <laughs> well, I, when I first started working, we had IBM Selectrics and thought we'd gone to heaven. So uh, then, you know, through the years, you, you know, I remember the first time we got our huge. The computer with the huge monitor, remember? Oh, yeah. Just so big and stuck out so far from the wall. So it would be technology. All the things that are available now, I mean, there weren't podcasts. You couldn't do any distance learning. That has been a wonderful thing. And I highly recommend that when new technology is offered the opportunity to work with new technology, no one should ever say, I can't do it learn how to do it. That's really, really important. The other thing, you know, we have e-discovery now, which, you know, everyone talked about for a long time, but it's a reality. We can't hide our heads in the sand. We got to take care of that. And what in the heck was the cloud? (laughs) (laughs) Besides that white fluffy thing in the sky, right? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, learning all of that was, uh, that those have been the biggest changes. And I'm happy to say that I, you know, always accepted that challenge. It was necessary to do that. I also learned a lot doing my um, my newsletter and teaching some of the classes online, too. I also think that it's just been great that the duties and the challenges that are offered to paralegals have increased a lot. We have many more opportunities for education. Certification is, uh, you know, has grown. And also the recognition of paralegals. That's all taken place over my time. And, and you say almost 25. I say, I say I might say more than 20 years in the paralegal profession. You'll get to that, Carl. You'll say almost 25. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I've been a paralegal for a long time. If you look, think about IBM Selectrics and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I'm going to stop saying that I've been doing this for 25 years because <laughs> mm-hmm. I tell everybody I did it when I was uh, seven. So, right. <laughs> and I agree with you. Even in my tenure as a paralegal, I have seen so much change in the way of technology. It's a huge thing, and it, it will continue to change and, you know, cause our profession to evolve and to grow in the industry. For sure. So, what do you see for the future of your profession, of our profession, really, not just yours, but ours? What do you see the future? I know you don't have a crystal ball, so. <laughs> I don't, but you know, after you, I guess hindsight may be 2020, so I can see, I think, what's going to happen in the future. And everything that has happened so far is just going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, technology is not going to stop. So that's going to be uh, more and more available, and I think that it's going to be more difficult to be ethical because of all of the opportunities for, you know, leaks of information and that kind of thing. It's just going to increase, and we have to be careful of that. Correct. I agree. Yeah, I think there's going to be increased recognition by both the general public and the legal field as to, you know, what paralegals do, their value and all of that. And I hope my crystal ball shows me that every attorney is going to understand the importance of paralegals and is going to employ at least one. And that's not someone who can come in and be everything. I'm talking about a dedicated paralegal. Correct, actually, to do yeah. that substantive work, yeah. 
Yeah. And we're going to see this continued growth in the paralegal field, uh, the importance of certification. That's not going away. And we're going to be getting even better education. Now, also, there is going to be a lot more information available. And so we're going to have to pick and choose how we get that information. And so, of course, I think the paralegal voice is the best way. I agree. And we're not being, you know... uh biased here. It's the truth. Yeah. (laughs) It is. For sure. For sure. Okay. I got a fun question for you. Okay. So what do you do in your spare time? What makes Vicki happy? Vicki doesn't sit still. (laughs) And Vicki is not happy if she can't be doing some kind of creative work. I like to travel with my husband. We have uh, our two children who are both married and have We've, between the two, we have four grandchildren. We just bought a vacation home in the Upper Peninsula, which is like no man's land, which is wonderful. I woke up one morning and I thought, what do I hear? And what I heard was nothing. Oh, it sounds wonderful. No construction, <laughs> no, no traffic, no nothing. Um, so anyway, but really sewing and quilting are my passion. I, as I said, I need to be creative, so I'm learning to paint, and I'm terrible. I've got <laughs> balloons down. That's about it. So, And I'd also like to continue writing for paralegals. I really enjoy writing those articles, and I'll be maintaining the many friendships that I've made in, during my career. So every day for me consists of learning something new. I love Google. I love to say, oh, I wonder about that, you know, and I'm starting to look things up. So that's what I'll be doing. I will not be sitting still for sure. You sound exactly like me at the point that I get to actually start to taper off in my work life. I won't just sit down and give up. Um, No. I got to learn, got to be creative, got to do things. So. I think that's why you and I get along so well, Vicki, is because yeah, I think we're, be. <laughs> yeah. we're cut from the same cloth or we're cut yeah. from the same quilt. Let's put it that way. Right. You're not a Gemini, are you? No, I'm actually a Pisces. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Geminis are very, very busy. But um, yeah, there's never a day when I wonder what I'm going to do with my day or that I'm <laughs> ever bored. I'm just busy and I like it. That's wonderful. I love it. Love it. Have any more questions, Carl? That's actually, I think we're going to maybe take a short break. Okay. Got to take care of those sponsors. We Exactly right. So it's time for us to take a short break for a word from our sponsors, NALA, the Association for Legal Assistance, Paralegals, Boston University, and ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. When we come back, I'll continue my conversation with Vicki. And I've got a couple of other fun little questions for you, Vicki. So when we come back, we'll tackle those. NALA means professional. NALA offers continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. A NALA certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding, advanced, certified paralegal. NALA works actively with all those in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at NALA.org. That's N-A-L-A dot org.
Are you looking to advance your career? Do you know someone who wants to enter the paralegal profession? Boston University's fully online Certificate in Paralegal Studies is a fantastic option. It's affordable, takes just 14 weeks to complete, and is led by accomplished faculty who teach employer-focused skills like legal research, writing, technology, and more. Visit paralegalonline.bu.edu for more information and to download a free brochure. That's paralegalonline.bu.edu. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. So welcome back to The Paralegal Voice. I'm Carl Morrison. I'm the new host of The Paralegal Voice, and Vicki Voison. She's still a current host. I'm not going to say you're our retiring host. You're still the host in my eyes. So okay. we're co-hosting today. Let's put it that way. Okay. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> yeah. I'd be the ex-host, the stepping down no, host. I can't, I don't, no, I can't. No, well, I, I can't Well, I hope you'll have that. me back on someday. Well, of course. So. Of course. You've got to come back. So I've got a couple of more questions real quick. So looking back on the start of your career, where do you think it was going to lead you? Did you have any idea or any hopes I had no expectations than just being the best legal secretary I could be. I enjoyed that. I actually think that legal secretaries are probably one of, not one of, the most important part of the law office staff. So I was content with that. But you know what's really interesting is how life events accumulate to form your career, and you don't even realize that those events are what they're doing for you. Right. Uh, so I always say open every door, you know, when it knock, when someone knocks, open the door. If we hadn't moved to Charlevoix, and if I hadn't met, who is now Judge Paitash, who talked to me about being a paralegal, um, if I hadn't joined NALA, if I hadn't, you don't just join, by the way, you become involved. Exactly. Yeah, I went to, I was on the board. Uh, being NALA president was just one of the best things. This career would not have happened except for those little events happening. I would have never thought that I would write a book, and which I co-wrote with Charles C. Diaz Smith, uh, who was uh, also a NALA member at the time. She's now a professor at the University of Maine, I believe. I wrote a second book, and I think, Carl, you even wrote a, uh, what do I want to say? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, I wouldn't call it a textbook, but uh, yeah, it was a It's an organization. Medical... It's yeah. an organization, you know, how right. to keep your office neat and all of that kind of stuff, which is still available and still viable and all of that. But those were all things that in the beginning I would have never, ever thought I'd do. So I was going to be a great legal secretary, and I'm happy to say that I've gone beyond that, and I've enjoyed it so much. It's funny how you, you get into the beginnings of a career, and you have no expectations, no you know big, giant dreams or hopes. You just get in and start working, and doors open, windows open. 
uh, I call it the six degrees of separation. You, you know, when you meet people and those connections connect you to other people that open it. It's just amazing where, you know, your life, your road can take you in your profession. So, yeah. And it's really, really nice when you can look back and say, everything was wonderful. Life is good. I enjoyed every bit of it. So yeah, it's been nothing but a great ride. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. What community organizations do you participate in, Vicki? Do you do any non-legal related uh, activities? Well, I do. I think I did a lot more when our children were in school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, when I did that. Then my volunteer, what I putting volunteer in quotes, was, you know, being really active in NALA and and all of that. I now serve on the Historic District Commission here in Charlevoix, and our mission is to preserve Charlevoix's famous Earl Young homes, sometimes called the Mushroom Homes, if you Google that. Yeah, he was a self-taught architect, and he just did beautiful work with these stone homes, And we want to make sure, until we designated that a historic district, you could do any changes that you wanted to those homes. But but they're quite a draw for our town, and so we're trying to keep them just as they are. And now we're moving on into some of the historic buildings downtown. Uh, So that's a pretty big job, but you know what? It's still sort of legal-related, because you use your knowledge for any of the work that you do. So I'm really enjoying that. Once a paralegal, always a paralegal. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Okay, my very last question for you, Vicki. I'll make you get off the hot seat. Okay. And it's a really fun question. Really, really fun. So, who would you want to play you in a movie of your life? Any actress? Uh, Carl, that's really easy. I've always wanted to be Meg Ryan. And now Meg really? Ryan can be me. Oh, yes, I love her. So... Yes, Meg Ryan, definitely. I could see that, actually. I we hope should, so. <laughs> you and I should like collaborate on a script for Meg Ryan to do a movie about your life. That would be wonderful. I think Let's so. Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Well, Carl, we're running out of time, I we think. Are. They haven't pulled us off yet, but <laughs> I have a question for you. Okay. What are your plans for the future of the Paralegal Voice? Well, that's really, really good question. And since you approached me and offered me this opportunity of a lifetime, I've thought a lot about the paralegal voice. And probably people who are listening to me, they're thinking, well, who is Carl? Who, what defines Carl as a paralegal? And I have to tell you, I'm a paralegal that's devoted to helping others. Others enhance their passion and dedication for the profession. I'm dedicated to giving back to the community to those that have helped me succeed, like yourself, Vicki, and others. And I want to help others. And I want others to be devoted to the law as much as I'm devoted to the law. So my goal for the show is I want to have guests that are going to be able to provide the listeners with the topics that cover the current trends and relevant information to all of us legal professionals that are going to be listening to the show. So I want to be able to give back. And my hope and aspiration for the show is to be engaging. I want people to feel like they're a part of the show. I want it to be fun. I want everyone, I want the guests to have a great time. I want listeners to have a great time listening to the show. Uh, But most importantly, it needs to be informational and educational. And that's really, those are my goals for the show. 
lofty goals, but I know you'll do it. <laughs> it you. sounds Thank wonderful. You. Sounds wonderful. I know you're going to do a great job. I congratulate you on your new role as host of the Paralegal Voice. And as I said before, I'm delighted that when I asked, you said yes, because I, I can't think of a better person to uh, carry on what I started, what's really my baby. And I'm so proud of this show. And uh, I know that you're just going to do a, a great job, Carl. Thank you so much, Vicki, because, you know, even though it was an offer I couldn't refuse, you know, it was one of those type of deals. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is, I recognize that it is truly your baby and that, you know, you have nurtured it and helped it grow over the years. And I want to help continue to be a mentor to the show and help the show grow and evolve. And so I just want to say thank you so much. I was honored, like I said before, honored, humbled when you asked me. And as my mentor, and I will always think of you as my mentor. Carl, um, I'm only an email or a telephone call away. You need any sage advice, I've got it. And I know <laughs> that you will always be there for me. So thank you so much. Let's take another short break now. Don't go away, because when we come back, I'm going to close today's show with some upcoming paralegal events and the revelation of something kind of new that I may want to incorporate into the show. We'll be right back. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. So welcome back. Um, a couple of upcoming events I want to share with everybody to put on their calendars and be on the lookout for. Nows will be having their 66th annual education and networking conference. That is October 4th through the 7th at the Sheridan Norfolk Waterside Hotel. Great education, several fun events during the course of the conference. So be sure. And if you attend, I will be in, in attendance. So come find me, say hi to me. I will be recording a podcast, interviewing a guest from there as well. So uh, be sure and seek me out. NIFPA will be having their annual convention and policy meeting October 12th through the 15th in New Orleans. Unfortunately, I won't be able to go to that one too, but I uh, hope to attend a NIFPA conference as well in the future. What I wanted to say is I've got kind of a new thing that I'm going to try out on the show, and it's what I'm calling the listener's voice. This is an opportunity for you as a listener to send me an email with any of your questions, your career celebrations, etc. I will read through them and I will uh, select those to actually read on the air. So if there's a particular topic, you have a question that you'd like for me to answer or a guest, maybe a prior guest that you've listened to, you have a question, be sure and reach out to me. I want to say thank you so much to the co-host, Vicki Voison. Everything that you've done for the show, everything that you will continue to do for our career, thank you so much for joining me today on this very momentous occasion. So thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Carl. You're going to do a great job. I'll be listening. Thank you so much. So that's all the time we have today for The Paralegal Voice. If you have questions about today's show, please email them to me at devotedtolaw at gmail.com. That's D-E-V-O-T-E-D, -E the number two, L-A-W, at gmail.com, devoted to law. 
This is Carl Morrison thanking you for listening to The Paralegal Voice and reminding you to make your paralegal voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Vicki Voisin for her next podcast on issues and trends affecting paralegals and legal assistants. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.